Well, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining me on this segment of Table Talk. I'm super, super excited to be with you here tonight. As you can see, for those of you that are joining us via video, whether you're joining us on YouTube or on Facebook, you can see that I'm joined today by my very dear friend and minister at one of our, at, at our church, one of our ministers at our church, Pastor Hilda Solares. I'm super happy to have her. It's my honor. I'm, I'm excited to be here too with my favorite pastor. Aww, you're so sweet. Thank you so That's much. You're just right. <laughs> uh, pastor Hilda and I have known each other for about 30 years, I would say, give or take. And the reason I calculate that is because my daughter is 34. Mm -hmm. And I would say around that time frame is when she was at the, um, at the school at First Baptist when Christy was about maybe four or five years old, I, I think more or less. So uh, you were her teacher and uh, we're just so grateful to the Lord for our friendship and uh, just to be uh, together in ministry. Amen. It's so amen. 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 It's been, it's been a beautiful journey and I'm so appreciative of the support both that you and Pastor Ricky have been in my life and in our family's life. And we're so grateful to be entwined how how the lord works right who would have thought Amen, i know christy at the times uh teacher and 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 here we are right who would have told us who would exactly. have thank you <laughs> exactly. so we're so blessed to have you guys in our and our family life and in our lives because you uh the solaris have been a blessing in our in our not just our personal life and in our ministerial life as well. And uh, for those of you that may not know, we've been already in ministry for going on 19 years, actually. And uh, and you have you and Pastor Andy have been there thick and thin through highs and lows and through valleys and mountaintops and through so, so much. And we're just we're just so appreciative of your friendship and your love. Amen. It's been an honor. Amen. Amen. So we we are um, doing this table talk today because I reached out to Pastor Hilda because this past Sunday, she concluded our series entitled What Are You Thinking version 2.0. As you all know, we have had this series uh, a number of times, but last year, precisely around the same time, we had What Are You Thinking? And uh, this year we did version 2.0 because it is one of the most sought after, talked about series that we do in our church. Um, and I think that it's so critical and so important in the life of uh, a Christian, uh, just in the life of anybody really in general, but in specific for anyone who is in, um, uh, in uh, communion with the Father and those that are in covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ, our thought process has to be healthy. And, uh, and, and, and the Lord talks about this quite a bit in the the Bible. And so I was just uh, very moved by the power packed message that you gave this past Sunday. And what I wanted to do today is kind of unpack that a little bit. Uh, I love to do that with uh, several of our uh, ministers. I've done that with Pastor Ricky Sr. I've done that with Junior. And, and so now I'm doing it with you. And I, I'm just super thrilled to be able to do that because uh, the one you gave this past Sunday, I've actually shared it with a couple of people that I know personally are struggling with their thought process. And so uh, they've they've taken a look at the message that you gave this past Sunday. So let's let's go right into that. Um, I do want to mention that for those of you that are joining us for the first time, you can get these messages on our YouTube channel. You could subscribe there. We are Word of Faith Global Ministries, Miami, Florida. That's how we are on YouTube. 
that you could also find us on our Facebook page, also on podcasts. And, um, and you can get us also all of our library at wordoffaithglobal.org. So you can find Pastor Hilda's message there. But let's unpack this a little bit. I want to just start off by saying that your the title of your message was re-examine the evidence. Re-examine the evidence. That caught my eye when you sent your message to me and Pastor. Amen. So you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about that and we'll both interject in this. Well, you know, to me, this particular topic really hits home. And as my pastors, you would know that because it was something that I really struggled with. And, you know, there's a lot of baggage that we bring along in life. Um, sometimes it stems from childhood, but that negative thinking or perhaps a negative environment that we sometimes are exposed to at, a, at an early age. And it and it becomes like a, a habit, a very bad habit to constantly be allowing the, the the toxic thoughts to run around in our minds over and over. And so I had to learn that. I had to learn that the hard way when I became very physically ill. And and it was something that I realized that my what I was thinking was there was a correlation between those thoughts and my health. And when I began to change my thoughts, it began to change my health and it also began to just change my life. Like every, my, my whole life just completely um, changed. And so it's a powerful, very um, important um, subject for me. And one that I love to talk about because it's, uh, it's so powerful. And it, and, and at the end of the day, it's, it's a simple concept, but it's not easy to do it consistently. Right. Yes. But, Kind of like with it, with everything that the Lord does in, in, in his word, right? It's, right. A, but it's simple, but it's not, the consistency is what we have to get right. Right, exactly. And and I, I know your journey personally, obviously. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about that journey um, towards the end of this message, because we know exactly what you went through. We know the suffering, the pain and the suffering that you went through and, and how God transitioned you from, uh, you know, where you were to where you are today. And I think it's a beautiful story for many people to to glean from because, you know, through it all, God was with you through that whole valley moment, that whole wilderness moment, that whole time of pain and suffering. And I think that when it comes to our thoughts and, you know, we've talked about it, we've seen, we've heard about books being written about the mind, which is a battlefield. Right. Um, and things like that. But I also believe, like you mentioned just a little bit ago, too, it's not an easy process. However, it can be a learned behavior. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we talk a lot about that. Um, I've touched on that quite a bit with, um, with Minister Ricky Jr. as well, because there are a lot of things that are learned behaviors, our way of speaking, our way of thinking, obviously our time to, you know, set aside to spend with the Lord. These are, these are things that we have to learn a process to be able to do. And we are creatures of habit. When we begin to do that regularly, uh, I think that we can get to a point of, you know, I, I, I'm thinking of the word master it, but I don't think that we get to a point of mastering it in such a way right, until right. we really, really dedicate and devote our time to do such, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going back to the title of the message, 
what people have to understand is that this is a journey, yeah. right? We are on this journey of trying to renew our minds yeah. to so that then we can be able to move from that negative lane mm-hmm. where our thoughts like to go because right. the, the, the propensity to want to go to that lane is just the sinful nature yeah. that we're always having to fight this flesh and the environment and everything that, that is bombarding us. And so to be able to, to, to go into that, to the lane that where the, where the Lord wants us, where it's to think on these things, right? right? Which right. is the positive things, the good things, the things that are edifying. Right. You have to basically replace the negative with something good. Exactly. And what better than the word? So, you know, scripture becomes crucial. That's where scriptural meditation and memorization really comes in hand. In, in, it, li- it lines up perfectly because there's a lot of great things that we can think about, right? Yeah. But what better what what better than the word? And so when we do that, it not only does it does it in strengthen that muscle of going to the right lane versus the negative lane, it 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 also the the Bible, you know, being being the, the living word of God, he brings it back to remembrance. And so you may be going through something specifically that's negative that all of a sudden shows up and you're able to say, you know, but the, you know, I may be, I may be experiencing, experiencing this, but the Bible says that all things are possible, those yeah. who believe. And so, and sometimes you don't remember the address, but that's okay. It's still right. the, it's still the word and you are still, you are assimilating that into your, your spirit and that, and your soul is being strengthened in the process as those become your go-to verses and your go-to thoughts versus the negative. Right. But but the, the reason I went with the title Reexamine the Evidence is because there's a lot of doubt that's also in this journey. Mm-hmm. So as we are walking this out and we are confronted with a bunch of evidence that says, hey, maybe that that thought of I'm never going to be healed, I'm never going to be pain-free, maybe, maybe there's something to that thought because here I am after maybe X, Y, Z, not having uh, pain. And then all of a sudden it resurfaces or, or there's a, some sort of a flare up or whatever. And you, and you can, if, if we allow our thoughts to think, well, maybe, maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this is just the way it's going to always be. If we do that, then we just go down this rabbit, dark rabbit hole of then giving permission for the enemy to say, oh, well, you know, she, this is what she thinks. Therefore, this is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And there, therefore, we now have given him authority mm-hmm. to bring these kind of things into our life. And so we have to be mm-hmm. extremely careful. And doesn't mean that he doesn't try, but right. it's our job to just say, wait a minute. And so to re-examine the evidence is to say, Lord, what can I use in place mm-hmm. of the evidence of maybe a symptom that I'm feeling? Right. Or if it is a if it's a if it's a family member that we're praying for and you're seeing certain behavior that's being exhibited and you're like I don't want to see that rather than just focusing on that behavior and thinking about that and saying and thinking the worst possible scenario well, well that's going to lead to to this and this and this in their life and and this is going to destroy like if if we're not careful we'll go all the way to the to the left lane completely Right. where God doesn't want us, where we re-examine, when we ask God to re-examine the evidence, to help us re-examine the evidence, 
we're asking him, show me, Lord, show me in your word. Right. Show me that that is not the truth. Right. The truth, that the, 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 the reality is that we may be seeing certain things, but that is not the truth of what you say yeah. about the scenario. And yeah. so we replace it and we are able to re-examine the evidence and ask, ask him, Lord, help my unbelief. Help yeah. me change my mind so that I'm not focusing on this, this negative thing, but versus I start focusing on what I want to see in its place. Absolutely. So that's what I was um trying to trying to unpack because it's something that I am still working on. Like yeah. I I I will admit that I am still working on. I, I'm grateful that I am not where I used to be. Sure. But, but it is definitely your journey. And the doubts, opportunities for doubting and bringing us into that toxic place yeah. is constant. And yeah. sometimes when the enemy thinks, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna talk about this, you're gonna, you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna declare that this is this isn't, you know, the the positive of what you're believing for, yeah. he'll, he'll he'll come out of left field and throw something at you to say, well, let's see if it's true though. But right. is it really what you're thinking. Yeah. So, so we have to be, we have to have that, that, that yeah. armor on, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the, the key here is the word of God. The key here is knowing, funneling things through the word of God. Um, I mean, I know of, of people who live a life of fear. They have this, you know, incredible amount of fear constantly, whether it be thoughts that randomly come into your mind. I remember, I believe it was you that said, as well as uh, Ricky Jr. had said, you know, about these random thoughts that sometimes out of nowhere, out of left field come in our minds. And we think, where did that come from? And so you take those thoughts and obviously if they don't come in line with the word of God or what God would have to say in the matter, you funnel it through the word of God. Right. If, if it's, if it's anything, I believe if it's anything that will cause you fear, Absolutely. Um, you know, God, God is not a, the father of fear. As a matter of fact, we know very well what the Bible says. He has not given us a spirit of fear and then following that, but of power of love and of a sound mind or self-discipline. That's those, those are the kinds of scripture verses that it doesn't, you don't need to know a paragraph, but you need to know certain scripture verses. That's why I think it's key to know the word and to battle those thoughts with the word. And sometimes you need to say those out loud. Yes. You know, because you, like you said, the enemy is the one that comes at you and wants to instill fear and doubt and worry and concern and all of these other aspects that the Lord's not in. And therefore we battle it with the word, just like Jesus battled the enemy with the spoken word. Absolutely. Um, you went into uh, uh, just a real beautiful story in the book of Mark 9, 14 through 29. And it had to do with the um, the boy uh, who had an impure spirit and the father, you know, coming to Jesus. I want you to talk a little bit about that, because I was I was really taken when you were talking about, you know, asking for new evidence. Right. And and how this man came to Jesus because the disciples weren't able to deliver the man, the right. boy, 
right? And so can you talk a little bit about that? Just just to glean some more insight. Yeah, like to story. me, that that was something that I hadn't seen really in scripture. I hadn't I hadn't made that that connection until I started to study and I and I came across that and, and I thought, you know, it's so true because we have this father who was confronted with an opportunity to bring his child to, to the only one that, that could possibly help him. Mm -hmm. And so that at that point, the disciples were already in the name of Jesus performing miracles. And yeah. so he goes to the, he goes to the disciples and his son doesn't get healed, which we don't, we don't know, but based on the fact that this came, comes out and that the disciples asked for Jesus privately, like, why wasn't this possible? Why would, couldn't we deliver? I, I I think it's easy to, for me, I can assume that this hadn't happened to them before. So here they were, and people were accustomed to seeing already that when the disciples prayed in the name of Jesus, people were being healed. And so here this man was, was put in a scenario where he was given extra evidence that his son was not going to get healed because after all, even his, even Jesus's disciples couldn't heal him. Right. And so he, he then sees Jesus, you know, Jesus sees the crowd and everybody, you know, talking among themselves, probably wondering, well, what happened this time? Why, why didn't this boy get healed? Yeah. And he tells Jesus how he even, you know, how he wondering, is this possible? If there's not anything you can do, can you have mercy on us? Can you heal? Can you, can you touch him? Can you heal him? Yeah. And that's when Jesus turns around and says, is it possible? Like, it's a question that he does. Is it possible? Yeah. All Then he answers, all things are possible to those who believe. Yeah. And yet, you know, we're seeing this, this man who, who, who's having this struggle, who, who in one side can, thinks to himself probably, well, I've seen that God, you know, God has healed many people through Jesus, through you, through the disciples. And so I see that evidence, but I was just confronted with this new evidence that my son though, didn't get healed. Right. How can I, can I, you know, make this different? And so he, he, he literally get, he gets to the root of the, his problem, which I thought was very interesting that the father in that scenario seeing all of this mm -hmm. unfold in front of him was able to say lord i believe help but help you know but help my unbelief like mm -hmm. he 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 knew that god can do it but he under he also understood that he was struggling struggling with unbelief yeah and so that was what opened up the door i believe for for the lord to really minister to him to to understand and i and it also allowed <laughs> me to realize you know Hilda, it's okay when you're in the middle of a of a of a battle where you're battling something that you know is it's it's challenging and it and it's showing evidence of 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 contrary of what you want to occur. It's okay to have moments of doubt. We just cannot stay there. We have to right. ask the Holy Spirit, like this man you to do, help my unbelief. Yeah. Because once we do that. We can see that faith and unbelief can somehow live in the same space. Yeah. And why that is, is because we are forced to then go for look to, in search of new evidence. We go to the Bible, we go to the word of God, and we're in search of, okay, 
what show me all of the healing scriptures show me mm-hmm. everything that i that i can meditate show me examples of when god you know did this and so that then reinforces your belief system because i learned very quickly that our belief system is simply whatever we're telling ourselves over and over mm. that becomes our our belief and that's why something like this series is so crucial because if we're believing something erroneous right that becomes your belief system yeah that's terrifying to me yeah it's terrifying to think i have now moved away from the truth of the word of god and what the bible says about life and says about me and says about circumstances to what i now think is right you know truth right we know we live in a world where truth is like the 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 goal the goalpost of truth is always shifting Mm -hmm. so if we're if we allow all of our environments to say well now no this is actually true now well, maybe that wasn't true before, but now this is now this is true, right. and we make this new evidence our belief system. We, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah, that's why it's so important, really, to funnel it through Absolutely. what God has to say in the matter. And you know, I go, I I get it that we get a lot of pushback and a lot of criticism when it comes to, you know, those that believe in what God has to say, those that believe in in Scripture. I understand. I get it that we're we're being criticized a lot because many people don't believe. Uh, but that's our conviction. Our conviction is based on truth. On truth. Amen. And once we understand that the reason it's not that God is trying to be a killjoy, yeah. <laughs> like the world will sometimes think. It's yeah. that he's trying to protect us. This is all for our good. And so he knows that these things this this form of living if it's if it's a habit or something that we that we need to break or or it's uh these thoughts that are reoccurring whatever whatever you fill in the blank are here are are to damage us and to and really fall into a very sinful pattern because it is anything that misses the mark of god is a sin that's right you know that's what it means to sin it means to miss the mark and so we don't we don't want to fall into that to that pattern because then we're going to see the the consequences of sin and we know that ultimately the consequences of sin is death the bible says the wages of sin are, are, is death and so that's why it's it's, it's so crucial yeah absolutely uh, you said in um going back to what the father uh was saying in that story <clears throat> you had said how can the father both believe and not believe and it's natural for doubt to coexist, like you just mentioned a minute ago, alongside faith. In fact, it is doubt that keeps us hungry for growth in our faith, and it is faith that keeps doubt from taking over. Amen. And I, Amen. I love that statement Amen. because you go on a little bit further down. Um, you said, uh, repeat the thoughts you want to believe. Amen. Yes. Right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And so how do we get new evidence by repeating the thoughts you want to believe by repeating what the Bible says, by repeating what God has to say, mm-hmm. you know, and, and over and over again, I know it sounds silly and kind of elementary to s- certain people. And, you know, this is, and I'd like to make a little footnote, if, if you will, this isn't about positive thinking right? or, you know, meditating on good things, right. you know, no, this is about 
This is about the word of God. There, you know, the word of God has so much more weight than anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I think when the world starts to tap into the positive thinking, they're not, they're not realizing that they're tapping into a spiritual law. And so of course, even they will get um results at times. Sure. Get results, obviously, because they're tapping into a spiritual law that you just can't go against. It's just, sure. it's just a spiritual law. But the truth is that as believers, we we are able to take this to a whole nother dimension. Right. Because we are now, you know, we have an ability to transform our whole life yeah. and those around us right. by our thoughts. Right. And that that is, to me, that's very humbling, you know, to think that the Lord would give us such a such power over our own lives mm -hmm. it's so in a in, in a world where it's so easy to blame everybody right it's so easy well the, i didn't get this promotion because of so and so or 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 i didn't you know i didn't do this you know i didn't get to do this because oh because of xyz you know it's so easy to blame yeah. uh, whatever whoever yeah. but in reality i like to say this there are no puppet strings here Right. Nobody is making you do anything. Yeah. You are choosing with what you're thinking and mm -hmm. what you're saying for these consequences to occur. Right. And nobody, nobody, nobody makes you to get upset in traffic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? Like the reality is you have allowed through a pattern of thinking that every time you're in traffic, you're going to get upset and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to get angry because you're not going to get there on time and you have allowed that that pattern becomes your truth yeah. then now every single time the traffic slows down it's going to be the worst case scenario right it seems so simple right but it's something as practical as what if we swap that out and think no oh the traffic slowed down this is an opportunity for me to you know focus on a podcast, <laughs> right? Whatever you know, like who knows what, you know, fill in the blank, but to change the, the narrative that we've allowed to just go over and over. And, and little by little, we start seeing this cumulative changes in our life because yeah. we are now changing even the little things that seem like, eh, this is not a big deal. It adds up. Yeah. It just yeah. Adds up. This kind of tags into, I, I meant, I'm going to mention it in, um, this coming month's series in August, our new series is entitled Choosing Joy. And so it's a it's a matter of cho of choice. Absolutely. Right. And so it tags so well into as God would have it, because it wasn't necessarily something that me and Pastor made it to be that way, but as the Lord would have it, it tags so well into this past series that we just had in July on what are you thinking? Because it is a matter of choice. And, and so choosing joy is a matter of choice, right? So yes. it, it tags so well. And I love how the Holy Spirit does that. You make a correlation that I thought was rather interesting, knowing what you and, and Pastor Randy have been through with uh, with your house for the last, like, it feels like five years. <laughs> I think it was maybe a couple of years. It feels like forever that yes. you have had, um, well, you've had the opportunity, praise God, to you know, redo your in entire house, but talk a little bit about how the Lord gave you um, such a beautiful insight in this message correlating to what you went through with the renovation. Yeah, because in, 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 you know, I didn't really have enough time to really go in deep 
in in depth with that and i didn't want i didn't want to make the message about that particular scenario but in reality you're right this is it, this has been in the makings really for about 8 years why because it starts with when when i began to understand the, the 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 correlation between my thoughts and the existence that my current existence and so i knew that i needed to change things and it started with as simple as a vision wall like i just had vision wall and when i would and and that was something that you the the, the our ministry your ministry taught us and yeah. so we had this vision wall and i had all of these pictures and all these things and i i literally got into this habit of thinking when i would get out of bed I would, I would close my eyes and I would like, I'm stepping into this new bedroom, into this new floor. Lord, as I walk into my new, into the kitchen area, into this new area, and I envisioned this open space, like everything that I envisioned, I was thinking about, and I made it a daily habit before I took off in the day to just run that film, so to speak, in my mind of what it is, how it is that I would want that. And that, and that's just the house, right? Like it, obviously, I did this with my health. I did this with my my in so many areas of my life, my family, my children, like all of that. And but it was something that I began to do. So when the time came to remodel, it wasn't it wasn't challenging for me to pick. Like you know how some people go take forever to decide what color floor, yeah. Like, cabinets or what they're going to do with this how they like it was so so easy for me because I was like I had a general idea yeah. of what I wanted I can't say everything was specific to because to be honest with you the Lord went above and beyond what was on that vision wall greater than anything that I had imagined which is just like him to do more beautiful than what I what I hoped for like it went above that but it started it started back then and so as so the so as I began to change my thoughts towards just thinking positively, right. I began to and 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 not think the worst case scenario of my life and my health and my and my family, like but but to change that, I just included that with the with the house. So when we when we did the house, it was normal to see the the you know, there were setbacks, like literally. Here we were, we were finally able, we had finally saved enough money to say, okay, we're going to start doing it. And then in the, right before we launched this thing, our house gets flooded from the canal, from, from a little storm that came that nobody else got affected by, but we did. And so we, at the, but I, but I had learned, I had learned this time that instead of freaking out and losing my mind because, and go, Oh no, it's never gonna happen now because here we are finally able to do it. Now it's never gonna happen. I stopped myself when I said, No, I'm gonna pass this test with flying colors. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna understand that this is just another way of God making a good what, what the enemy meant for evil for my good and for our good. And right. that's exactly what ended up happening. So it, it, awesome. it, in the end, it, it was it was a blessing in disguise, which is hard to believe, but that is what the Lord does. Yeah. And I love how you made the correlation of having everything like down to the studs, everything like yes. down to nothing. Yes. And how that is something that we have to 
you know, dig deep inside our own thought process. How can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, because, you know, I, you know, I just wanted a new kitchen. I just wanted the bathrooms updated. Right. And, and I and, and our master bedroom expanded. Like, how hard would it be to change the toilet from one side of the room to the other? Like right. I, to me, it was also easy. And, and I quickly learned from the, the, the construction crew that, um, yeah, like you can, you can do, you can do anything really in this house just about, but you got to get down to the studs and we got to move around things. We got to, we got to, we got to sometimes completely replace things like repair right. at times, but 90% of what had to happen, you had to be replaced because guess what? Things were not up to code. Right. Were like it, it, it just would not work. Like it, so many things that had to happen. And so I, I, I can correlate that with our thoughts because it's so easy to say, you know, Lord, I, I just want to see X, Y, Z happen in my life. But if we give the Holy Spirit permission to correct us and show us what is the root of the problem? Right. Why is why is it that this is still an issue or why is this happening? What is it that I need to do to to change this? The Lord will take us down to the yeah. to the studs and show us, hey, you need to stop this. You need to stop going, letting this be your automatic um reflex right. and 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 swap it out for for what my what my word has to say about this. Yeah. So it, it is definitely getting to the root of the problem because otherwise you're just putting a bandaid. Exactly. You're just yeah. putting a bandaid. And, and if we would have just decided to just change out old fixtures and, and changed out, you know, not, you know, patched up the roof versus completely redoing the roof, like all of those things, if we would have gone that route, it would not have, it would not be lasting right a change in yeah. in inevitably life would happen and it would and it would need to the other thing that we understood is the need to to really be on top of this mm -hmm. right so like right now we're in this scenario and i'm on top of my family and i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa don't put that there like be careful no don't do that like because now i am being more aware of it's not just remodeling which is great or restructuring yeah. our thoughts but now it's a matter of being careful not to do things that are now gonna throw you back and what you just fixed go back and get ruined and it's like i have to start all over again exactly so. exactly yeah because there's always there's always underlining issues right so yeah. take for example you know a person that has these thought processes sometimes and you know you you may not exactly know why you I don't know get to give you an example why why is it that you know you allow yourself to go down a negative path for example well let's look back at maybe your childhood maybe your upbringing maybe there's an underlining um thing that happened or several events that occurred in your lifetime or you know, maybe this is all you heard when you were a child. And so it's a matter of relearning, relearning that process um, and working at it on a daily basis, because if not, it's very, like you said, it's very easy to go back. Right. To and, 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 and like, as an example, like, for instance, fear, 
right. here is a very common, it's a it's, it's very common, it's a very common tool of the enemy to to try to rob us of our peace and and all that. And so, you know, a lot of people just I don't know why I'm so anxious. I don't know why I get so nervous. I don't know why, you know, but you have to really dissect that and understand okay. that if you're constantly going to fear, you have to be, you have to be transparent enough to say, Lord, I think I have a faith issue here, mm. right? Because if my faith was strong, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. stronger in this area, I would understand that you have me, right? that everything's in control. Like, why am I allowing fear right. to dominate my life versus trust, right. trust in you, Lord. Right. But, you know, and so faith, now all of a sudden you realize I'm fearing, but, but if I really dissect this, this is, this is because I have, I have not really strengthened my faith to trust right. God and X, Y, Z. Exactly. And so we have to, and it takes a little bit of process and it may take some journaling for some, it may take some really alone time, Yeah. zero distractions to really say, why, why do I get so nervous? You know, people can say, oh, I'm just very insecure, but why are you so insecure when the Bible clearly says that he's made you in his image? Yeah, and giving you everything that you are a new creation that you now have the 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 fruits of the spirit operating in you. Why are you why are you defaulting to right. feeling insecure? Sure, in your own strength you can't do anything, but you're not doing this in your own strength. Right. So we have to we have to really dissect that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I've had to you know obviously, and I continue to do that. Yeah. Well, we all do. I mean, it's a, like, right. like we said, it's a work in progress. We go from glory to glory. It's a process. It's a process. We don't just snap our finger one day, accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and expect it to be a cakewalk. It, right. it doesn't happen that way. Right. So it is a process that we have to go through. I want to shift a little bit because we can talk about this topic forever and a day. I think that this could be a, I don't think I don't think there's ever been a case where our church has done a series for the entire year. But trust me, this topic can be talked about every Absolutely. single day. Absolutely. Because if not, you know how how are we ever going to overcome fear, doubt, anxiety, worry, concern? You know all of these emotions and all of these thoughts that come through our minds. So we we really need to understand that it is a process, but we can learn to trust God, funnel thoughts through his word and, and get to a better place. I mean, we're, we're examples of that, right? Yes. So yes. I, I wanted to kind of transition um, the, the topic a little bit, but it kind of still goes in line with all of this because you've been through a journey in your own personal life with, uh, as you mentioned at the top of the program that, you know, you had health issues in the past. Right. And, um, and how God took you through that entire journey and created something so beautiful. Amen. And, and that's how, man, that's, that's why I love doing these table talks and I love preaching God's word and teaching God's word because God is so good to us, Amen. you know, and I, I realized that hindsight is 2020. Right. And so when we're going through that difficulty in our lives or when we're going through that time of our wilderness experience or our valley or whatever it is that we might be going through, we don't really realize 
what God is taking us through that he's allowing to happen in our life because there's something so beautiful that's going to come out in the end. I wanted, to, I wanted you to talk a little bit about that before you know, we, we end up our program today. I want you to talk a, lot, a little bit about where you were and how God brought you to what we call today a fit to serve. So, Amen, amen. I mean, I, you know, to quickly, because it's it, the, the story is really extensive, but to quickly put it in perspective, it goes, it really does go back to my thoughts because I became very ill. But if I, when, when I became, when I had to come home because I was so sick, I was left with my thoughts to have to re-examine them and to really look into them. Right. And I, I had to confront the fact that for years I had this running thought in my mind that I was going to die young, mm -hmm. that my children were, were going to be without a mother. And I had allowed that thought for so long that when it, when it surfaced, that my health had gotten so declined. I mean, Guillain-Barre syndrome, fibromyalgia, all mixed up, um, not able to walk, having these relapses that very similar to what um, people go through with, with MS and all of those symptoms that go with it. Mm -hmm. I had to come to the screeching halt and realize that a lot of it was self-fulfilling because mm -hmm. of my thoughts. Wow. And so that was, that was, that was number one where the Lord had me from, I want to, for, yeah, for, for years in silence, like my children would go to school. My husband would, would go to work. And I, I, the Lord didn't even give me permission to turn on the TV until after they turned on, I was in complete silence during yeah. that time where I had to really face the mirror yeah. and come to terms with a lot of things. And it was not, it was not easy, yeah. but in the midst of all that, one of the things that the Lord brought to the surface was the, the poor quality of, of food choices that I was making, mm. not only that I was making, but that my husband was making and therefore raising our children with those same things and not for whatever reason, somehow there was this disconnect that I could, I, I could be very careful with whatever I allowed in the world not to come to affect me because that's not good for me. And I was able to, to steer away from what the obvious sins are, but somehow I didn't see eating a bunch of junk 24 seven, if given the choice, Yeah, like it didn't was, there was no correlation to that affecting me and my health and, and somehow thinking it's, it doesn't really matter because, you know, my soul, my spirit is, is saved. Like I'm, I'm saved. Right. So it doesn't matter. But the Bible clearly says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so that we, we actually have to be able to take care. We have to take care of the temple. And it goes on to say, it's not even ours. It's his. And so right. when you, when you start to understand that, then there's this, this ability to really, um, understand that look Hilda, this is bigger than you this is this is not about you this is about you understanding that if you've got to respect this temple because the holy spirit abides in it and wow. when we do that we reap them the, the benefits and so fit to serve basically came out of the journey where during a time of fasting the lord told me what to do he told me to change my diet 
he, he spoke specifically to me to remove the, 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 the sugar because I was consuming way too much sugar. Yeah. I wasn't eating really, basically no protein because I, I just would rather have the chocolate cake than a, than, than, than a piece of steak or some eggs or any protein. And to also eliminate the, the, the grains from my diet. I didn't understand why the grains, but I, but I did it. And then I, I realized that I had an intolerance to, to the gluten and it was affecting me. So in combination with the inflammation of the sugar that causes and the gluten, like it was just not allowing my body to heal itself. Mm. And so I started to learn that and understand that. And I, I encouraged my husband, Randy, to do the same thing. And during a fast, actually a corporate fast of the church mm -hmm. in 2014, I, I told Randy, listen, I don't know what you're going to do, but come January when the church does the fast, the Lord is leading me to do this. And when we, and, and we just began, our bodies just began to transform and people began to ask us what we were doing and being a teacher first, wearing that hat first to me was like, I'll, I'll just, I'll just teach them. And yeah. so I started with the ladies, brought the ladies to the house and every month I would teach them. And I, and then they were like, well, I want recipes. And they were like, can you do a newsletter? And I was like, yeah, I'll do a newsletter. And then people were like, no, nobody does newsletter, Hilda. You have to do a <laughs> blog. I'm like, a what? Like <laughs> a blog. So needless to say, like, you look back at that crazy time and how the Lord just took this light, what was in my hand yeah. and my desire to also continue to minister. And he now did like this out of the box ministry opportunity where we tell people to be whole in spirit, mind and body so that you can then be fit to serve. You know, people assume that it's just fit to serve a good plate of food. This this meal is fit to serve everybody. But it's it goes about, it's about if we're not taking care of the temple, I cannot serve my community. I cannot, for sure, I, I, and I can't serve my family. I can't serve my husband. I can't, I can't be a servant of the Lord because I am now depleted of the energy and the stamina that I need. And, and going back to getting to the root problem, it all stems with what are you eating? Yeah. Just like, what are we, what are we thinking? <laughs> what so are you eating? You know? And yeah. so yeah. that then begins to transform you. And so we, you know, fast forward today, we, you know, we have a beautiful uh, community, a, a, a private Facebook group, actually, that, that combines what, what I like to call Jesus and keto, but really what it is, is it's just like inviting the Holy Spirit into what you're doing in your life, even sure. something as what you're consuming on a daily basis. Yeah. And maybe for you, it isn't keto. Maybe for you, it, 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 you don't have to get rid of certain things, but for, for us, it's what worked. And, and what we found is that for many people, it is, it is a great solution. And so what we do is we combine our faith, our Christian sentiments of the faith to okay. be able to then say, you can, you can say no to this junk, right? you know, because you have the Holy Spirit that empowers you to say, to say, to make the right choices. And so it's things like that. And so, yeah, we have recipes and stuff and that, that opened up the door for, for a, an app, an Android and an iOS app, like Love to it. find the recipes, like all the stuff that we would have never in the, in, in the pit of when it all started, right. anybody would have told me any of this. And I would have thought you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 
no, there's no way. You're like, first of all, all we had done really as, as a couple for years was youth ministry. So mm-hmm. this was so far from what we were, we were doing for so long that we didn't even see that this was even a possibility. Yeah. But isn't that like God to just turn around what the enemy went for evil for, for our absolute best. Amen? I love it. I love it. It's such, it's such a beautiful transformation and knowing you personally and knowing Pastor Randy personally and what you guys went through and, 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 and your journey. It's uh, for, for anyone that doesn't know the ministry of fit to serve. And I call it a ministry. I mean, because it is, it is, it is the Lord's anyway. He gave it to you in the first place, right? Exactly. But if any, if there's anybody that's out there that doesn't um, know how they can learn a little bit more, can you just tell them where they can find you? What you uh, know? Any yeah. Social any social media. any social media. It says Fit to Serve Group. You just gotta make sure you add the the group Fit to Serve Group or and the website Fit to Serve Group dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, that we're there. And we try to make ourselves available and, and, and we, we, you know, you can email us at any time with any questions. And we're, we're looking forward to being able to expand, to see where else the Lord will take us with this. And we believe for the day that we can share our testimony, even in other churches for them to, which we've done, um, but to do more of that because people just don't make the connection. Somehow the Christian, the Christian family has made a disconnect where they prioritize certain things and they consider certain things okay, but then when it comes to taking care of their their body, they they they're like, no, that doesn't apply. Right. Like, and that that is a trap of the enemy, and it's exactly what he did to me, and he caught me in that trap because I I thought I'm getting everything else right, and what it was was a breach in the wall where right. then the enemy was like, she's weak here, therefore I'm gonna attack her health, and guess wow. what? When he attacked my health, I couldn't minister to the same capacity right. because I didn't have the strength, the stamina, any of it. And yeah. so we have to be careful. Yeah. There's, we're, not, we're not exempt. Every area of our lives yeah. should be allowed under the microscope of the Holy Spirit to, to, to point the finger yeah. and say, this has to change. Yeah. Yeah. This area. Yeah. Because if now we're missing out, we're missing out on that abundant life. Yes. Yeah. John 10, 10 says the same came to kill, steal, and destroy, but that's not the end of the verse. Yes. He has come to give us life mm-hmm. and more abundantly. And that abundant life is possible. Yeah. We are now living that abundant life. Randy and I are living in that, in that lane of the abundance in him, in every area of our lives, because we began to just give permission to start with the thoughts and then to constantly correct. And that means that some of these corrections are small. It's right. just like, no, 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 just, just a little, a little more here. And others have been radical, but it is possible. And I pray that, that, that our testimony encourages you all. Absolutely. Well, it's encouraged me. That's for sure. And, uh, and knowing you again for, for so long and seeing the trajectory of the journey that you guys have been through and being a part of that and just having the ability to, you know, see what God has done in your lives. It's, it's just breathtaking. And, 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 and can I just, and can I just say that it's not just being a witness of it. You guys were an integral part Amen. because had you not been, had you not been there to, to, to correct some of this negative thinking and to bring teachings like this, yeah. to say, this is important. 
I would not have made that that connection. Yeah. And in reality, well, many people who end up with with Guillain-Barre do not survive it. Yeah. And especially the type that I had, which was which was a CIDP, which is like it relapses and relapses and relapses. And so I I I believe that you guys were part of the story and part of the journey. And the real and and just the fact that as as a church, you guys embraced this and said, no, no, move this to the church and make it a community group, yeah. which was, was the case for, for, for a number of years. Yeah. So many, so many of those things that perhaps other ministries would not, would have discarded and would have just said, sure. no, no, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. You can keep eating or, you know, like, and so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, very, very grateful for, for the influence and the, and the guidance that, you and Pastor Ricky have been in our lives and in our well, family. Life. God be the glory for that. We we're honored. We're honored to to be a part of a part of you, a part of your family, a part of it all. So, uh, finally, as we close today, this has been so enlightening. I certainly hope that people are are you know tuning in and sharing this message with their friends and with their family, um, so they can find your two um, recipe books on the website, fittoservegroup.com. Is that correct? Yeah, the, I mean, the, really you can find the books just about anywhere that they, they sell sell books, um, but you can get also, also get it on Amazon, but it's, it's essential uh, keto baking and essential desserts. And right. so, um, yeah. By Hilda Solaris yeah. and, the, and the app. The app and says the app. fit to serve group. group. Yes. So the app says fit to serve group. So. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time and sitting with me today and just unpacking what the Lord gave you for this past Sunday and, and just tying this all into your journey and seeing what God has done in your life and what he's continuing to do, because this is not it. There's just Amen. more to come. Amen. 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 So Amen. thank you for, for spending the time. And for those of you that are watching, I would love for you to share this click like subscribe to our YouTube channel and share it with your friends and your family, as well as our podcast messages as well. And uh, just uh, be sure to look into Fit to Serve group and go to our website at wordoffaithglobal.org. You can get all our messages there and take a listen to Pastor Hilda's message from this past Sunday. I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed, blessed. Amen. So thanks again for joining us so much. Uh, we appreciate you all. God bless you, and we will see you very, very soon. All right? Take care.